This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners. How are you? Welcome to Agency Intelligence Podcast, where we give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that the industry tries to make you believe. Today, I am here with our man, Mr. Brandon Smith. Uh, this is way overdue. Uh, I, you know I say that a lot, and uh, I do because Loyal listeners, you know, I have a rhyme, my reason as to how I get him. Brandon and I have been talking for the last year or two about uh, him getting on here. Um, but you know what? I knew there was going to be the time when it would be right. And I saw Brandon, I think I saw him in San Diego. And I said, hey, Brandon, this is the time, dude. Let's uh, let's get this uh, scheduled out. So, um, Brandon, I really appreciate you joining us here on Agency Intelligence, man. Jason Cass, dude, so good to be here. This is awesome. It's gonna, like, it's gonna be fun, dude. It happen. It is. It's gonna be fun. Um, and we're not gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna keep it on a bright note. But everybody knows it's, it's uh, March twenty fifth is when we're recording this right now. And so we were literally like right in the middle of COVID nineteen. Um, I like to call it coping with COVID, uh, and because that's really what we're trying to do. And uh, but we're gonna stay away from that because everybody hears about it so much. I did a special podcast that released back. Uh, on the 25th today uh, with that I did with Jeff Roy that uh, talks about what businesses can do going forward. So be sure to check that out. Brandon Smith, are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I am an iPhone. It's it's 2020. I didn't know there was another option. <laughs> it's 2020. Okay, that's a good point. I thought the same thing. What's the last pa- uh, uh, app that you've downloaded, dude? Uh, Robinhood. Oh. <laughs> Me too. Seriously? Me too. Yeah. Dude, me too, I've been, dude. I have been all over the market the last few days. Yeah, I'm Bro, I'm sorry. I'm killing. I mean, I'm straight. I, I don't know how anybody's not right now because I bought in on some Shell stock and some Exxon Mobil stock uh, about a week, week and a half ago. I mean, dude, I got it at like 19, 18, 19 dollars a share and that stuff's up right now. I'm looking at it. It's up to $33 a share and that's still really low. That's funny. I was yep. checking out Exxon. I uh, bought some stock in the airlines. They yes. were all down. I bought Delta, American Airlines and and Delta right now. Delta's up 17% since I bought 5, 6 days ago. I'm uh, telling you, dude. It is, it is wild. It is wild. Like really, this is the power of having a balance sheet. When you have a balance sheet and you have assets, you can go to the bank right now and say, hey, give me $50,000 because you can put $50,000 in the stock market. And it's, I'm telling you what, in four to five years, once again, I'm not a financial advisor. I should make that disclaimer here. No one listened to me, really. This is just my opinion. I believe that you could have, if you put in 50000 I think you could have 100000 here pretty damn quickly, in my opinion. Because, I mean, I've put in like less than $3,000, and I'm up right now at $6,018.65. No joke. Awesome. And then I downloaded it like two and a half weeks ago. 
But I also like got in on Carnival Cruise Lines when they were super low. They just jumped like 30 some percent, you know? So it's just like, it was like going shopping and everything's 70% off. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. this is ridiculous. It's well, just- exactly. I was sharing that with one of our clients on our wealth, wealth management side was imagine going to Costco or Sam's right now and you walk in the door and there's a huge banner that says everything in the store is 70% off. What would people's <laughs> shopping carts look like? I know, exactly. That's what's happening with the market right now. Right. And these products don't appreciate in value. You know what I mean? They're only going to go up that 70%. You're going to, oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. But right now, people are worried. You know, Warren Buffett says it best. um, When people are fearful, be greedy. And when people are greedy, be fearful. Right now, people are fearful. And so that's what, I don't want to say he's being greedy. That's just just a term, folks. But right now, he's a guy that's got a lot of cash and assets and he's cashing in on those babies, you know? So I remember after the 9 or after 9 11 in 2008, like uh, Goldman Sachs filed for bankruptcy and he came in and bought them like the next day. You're like, yeah. wow, you know? No, normal people don't think that way. He does. So yeah, Robinhood app, that's great. Cause that's what I got too. Um, I went and got the Ameritrade app. And then I told my buddy, and he was like, dude, get the Robinhood thing, man. They don't charge you. You have, you know, limitations. And I, uh, yeah, great thing. Sorry, I got off on that. No. Luck or skill, what has brought you to where you are right now? Ooh, is both an answer? Can we go with both? Both can be an answer, but which one would be 51%? Which one would be 49? Uh, luck. Luck's 51. Luck's 51. I'm not, okay. I'm not that any, smart. Specific, any specific reason? Oh, you're not that smart. I'm okay. not that smart. So, <laughs> what I, I think what my skill is, what, what my gifting is, in the insurance spaces, I am really, really good at seeing what other people are doing and seeing just it from a different vantage point of how to just, you know, take what you're doing. And if we just pivot this way, here's what we can do. And so taking things a step further, creating wow moments, some of the things we've done in the past with just like welcome kits or client onboarding, everybody mm-hmm. has, has had welcome kits and email that reaches out, but just wait, what if we did this differently and took it a step further? So, so it's true. Skill to some degree, but but luck. There, there's, you know, there's so many amazing people in this industry, and the relationships are really what make this industry what it is. Uh, the value that other people bring to the table, and so it's the opportunities of crossing paths. You know, running into. Gosh, I think the first time we ever spoke was on a uh, conference call in 2015, maybe. Um, yeah, it was a while but, back. But just where relationships happen, and is that skill chance higher power god you know how does that all come together right so that's why i say both because luck of just luck of the draw who you meet who you connect with who you build relationships with and where those relationships continue to grow and push each other so that paired with natural gifting and ability is why i take the cop-out answer of both yeah no you know you're you're not taking the cop-out answer i've heard all kinds of different answers and it depends on how it's affect your life personally you know Right. And so uh, I can I can see all different types of points of view. Uh, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I love to win. You got that? I like it too. Yeah. That's what I've decided after after asking this question 479 million times. Yeah, I love, you to, love win. to win. Any, any specific reason why you would say that? You know, if I'm completely honest and transparent, uh, I feel like it as if I've been lying this entire time. <laughs> if I lose, I feel like that defines me. And there's this fear inside of me that that's what others will perceive of me as being a failure, not measuring up, not being good enough, not being able to back up what I say I'm going to do. And so it, Interesting it's, perception it's, a deep, of that. it's a deep, something deep inside of me that I, I have to work through and grow. So enabled or the way I'm able to avoid those feelings is 
to win. I don't have to face them and be real with myself. Wow, that's good. I like that, Brandon. Brandon, tell us your story, man. We want to relate to you. Take us back. Give us that uh, five-minute catch-up of of where you've been and, yeah. and who you are now. Uh, well, I was born at a young age, and when I uh, hit college age, I uh, took off, uh, went to college down in Texas, and I was actually on a basketball scholarship. And uh, during college, uh, tore my ACL, and that really changed my plans, my life, my uh, trajectory, if you will. Came back to Montana and got a job working at a bank and just took the first opening they had, which was on the teller line and was working in, uh, working to get into commercial lending. And my cousin, who owned an insurance agency, uh, had one of his employees that would come in there to deposit his paycheck. I mean, this is back 2003, 2004, where we're still printing paychecks and mm-hmm. bring a paycheck to deposit into his account. And I'd see the logo and name on the top left corner of the check. And then I'd see the amount for his check and his deposit was way more than my paycheck at the bank. And that kind of got me curious, like, what are they doing over there? This, There's no way this kid should be making this kind of money. Um, mm-hmm. So we actually had like a family reunion um, up at the lake and hanging out with my cousins and all that. And my cousin in there one day or one afternoon, he goes, why, why aren't you working with us? And uh, I said, why? what's insurance like i honestly i was so naive so raw at 21 i couldn't i couldn't tell you what a deductible really was or what that meant right and so we went to lunch that next week and i went back to the bank and put in my two weeks notice and uh came in with no experience background in school and uh, business marketing and communications and the goal really was for me to help take what was a small mom and pop insurance agency and make it something bigger And so for the first two years, all I did was public relations and marketing and realized that I could probably supplement my income if I was selling as well. And I was selling without being licensed just because of the relationships and talking to people. So got licensed and built and ran our personal lines department for about 10 years. 2013 uh, became, I oversaw our entire insurance side. We got an insurance wealth management, we got a couple locations. And then uh, became actual partner with my cousin. And uh, we've just grown and scaled and failed and won and failed again. And have been just riding this out through highs and lows. And uh, here we are 2020 uh, with 21 awesome members of our team, two locations and doing our best to just take Montana and the, the north central portion of the U.S. by storm. The one of the things you talk about relationships a lot and with when it comes to Jared Bowman and I did a podcast that we broke down relationships through and through and you talk about it a lot. And I think it's important because um, sometimes in this digital world we live in, which still the number one thing is relationships. And I can probably be pretty secure that in 300 years, it'll still be about relationships as well. You you make a, a point on that on you have a care for people, not just so much in the relationship that you want to build with them as clients or just, hey, for living in my community. But I mean, in some of the other stuff you do, like with Brandon, Brandon Cares or Brandon Gives, what is the name of that? Brandon Gives. 
Brandon Gibbs, I'm sorry. It, it, you care about everything, so I always think that. And then I mess up IAOA, so I just need to mess that up too. And and then you've got made you look later marketing, so I mess up that. I mean, it's I, I mess them all up, okay? So just feel privileged that now yours has been messed up too. Anyways, you you do a lot of stuff that really kind of shows you care. I think um, one of the things that I learned from you is you were one of those people that you're so caring that sometimes you can make people think that you might be fake, Right. Right. We, we all meet those people. I've heard that. And, and, yeah. And, yeah. No, 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 no. Seriously. I'm, I'm one of those people. But we're talking this is back like in 14 or 15. But then after get to know you and um, and get to be able to be around you. And when if you could say, what was that thing, Jason, that made me realize that you weren't fake over the other? It was the questions you asked. After the second or third time that we would be that we would be sitting there and just shooting the shit for five, 10 minutes, if we were at a conference or something, it was the questions that you asked. And you can start to tell that those questions aren't fake after a while. You know, you can see a lot of these people who have a lot of care and say that they're great at building relationships. But after two or three, four minutes, you can start to see how they start to pivot for their own for their own taking. Right. And so I think that a lot of people I think that that's something that oozes from you and people realize that you're a very genuine person. I think Nicholas Ayers would disagree, but I don't think we have to listen to him right now. Well, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Very, very kind of you. Um, I will compensate you later if I need to for saying that. Yeah, um, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Um, but no, you're right. I, you know, I think I'll re- you know, and where did that come from? That's a really good question. You know, I value relationships and people because I, you know, it, it, if you've heard me speak, you, you know, our business philosophy, the way I operate, is based on relationships and. I've said it a thousand times and I'll, I'll say it a million more. Uh, the difference between a contact and a contract is the letter R. And that R is relationship. You know, the difference between a prospect and a policyholder is a relationship. And so throughout life, it doesn't matter the person or the individual. All relationships go through hell. There's highs and lows in every relationship. And the real ones, the real relationships, they get through those valleys and, and enjoy the highs together because they can look back and talk about, remember that valley, remember that, that hell season we fought through. And so when you have that relationship with a client, their heart follows, then their wallet follows, and then retention, and then the renewals, and then the referrals uh, because of relationship. And if I'm out there just trying to peddle policies, guess what? As soon as we hit that hell season of a rate increase, a, a missing coverage, a claim, sure. they're gone because there's no lasting value. And so I That's think I, I just figured that out at, at an early age, just, just looking at life and people. I remember growing up seeing my friends or my parents' friends, they would come and go in different seasons for my parents. Um, why, why do we go through those seasons and realize that it really comes back to the depth of relationships? It does. It does. And that's, and that's, and that's really important. And that's why I knew it had to play a role with you somewhere in your life. You know, like with Grant, Grant was really huge because his thing is how finances really play effect on people's lives. Right. And that was something that he dealt with at a, at a young age. And so you could see how that had evolved into his stewardship business. Yeah. And so whenever you have so much of that caring, it's a person like me that, that likes to drive deeper and say, I wonder where that come from. And it does. Right. And I think you speak to of it from a business sense. But right. I think that it comes from, you know, you can only be as effective towards your business as effective as you are as a person. And so if you're effectively communicating that caring to somebody else, that's effectively telling us who you are. Right. So that, that that's 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 kind of where it goes with that. So well, what do you, you look at it this way? You know, I think huh. like with, with like you and, and your wife, if you do 
what you did in the beginning of the relationship, <laughs> there will never be an end to that relationship. You're and right. Good point. It's easier said than done. But True. in business, we're out there, you know, courting these business owners and stopping by their office and, and doing these things to build relationship. And how many times do you guys in this industry get this sale, they get the signature on the dotted line, and then we move on to the next one and we don't continue to, to water and grow that relationship. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Totally. Relationships are relationships are relationships are relationships. That's what I say. There, There's different things that you get in. Some are more intimate than the other, but the, but the way that I treat my friend is the way that I treat my wife is the way that I should treat my clients. I think yeah. it's the same way. Well, you I can even Gary, Vee's, Gary V's quote, saying hello doesn't have an ROI. It's about building relationships. <laughs> there is no return investment of just saying hi. Just saying hi and just smiling every once in a while, you know, just a little, little smile, a little smile. Plus, I mean, someone like you and I, we're sexy as could be. So when we smile, it just makes the world grow brighter, you know, because it's just the way it is. I mean, you know, I mean, there comes with uh, I mean, there comes responsibilities with things, Brandon, you know, and that's one of them that you and I have. OK, I'll, I'll pass on. So 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 what do you see, though, like as as far as um as what you try to do and what you're, I mean, now you've come to the point in time where you're a successful agency partner. We still have to work, but we also understand that in our agency, whenever we become successful, it allows us to do other things with our life, you know? Mm -hmm. And some of us turn that back into our business and invest more in that. And that's cool. Some of us go create hobbies and do other things. I mean, some of us invest more time with our family. I mean, probably doing all of those. But as you get older, what do you find yourself? Where do you find yourself going? What do you gravitate towards? Yeah, you know, I'm what, 16, 17 years in to this industry. Um, and based on industry standards, I'm still a kid uh, yep. in this and, and still figuring things out. I my much like others before us have heard, you know, people get into this industry because of the lifestyle it can create because of the opportunity, the, the residual income, the, the earning capacity, uh, the lifestyle. But what I have seen and observed over the last probably five to seven years is that isn't really the case. People in this industry are busier than they've ever been, more stressed than they've ever been, and are working more hours than they've ever been, all in the name of convenience. We are spending so much time trying to build out new technologies. And, and, and so we're working in our agency from eight to five, and then we're going home and building this side project. And I, I have no problem with the side projects. I have my own side projects, but we're going, 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 and life is passing us by. The lifestyle of being able to relax and enjoy time with our kids is we're losing that because the cost of convenience, uh, there's a cost to convenience. And so when mm -hmm. will enough be enough as an agency owner of, hey, all right, we got this really good thing going. It may not be great, 
but let's take our foot off the gas a little bit and enjoy the fruits of our labor. I see so many guys out there just chasing the, the, the carrot that will never be reached. Um, right. And there's a lot of great programs. I mean, I, I'm involved in some, I know you're involved in some, these, these ideas that we're working towards that will make the industry better. Absolutely. All for it. But let's make sure we're not forgetting about, you know, our kids sitting on the couch behind us wondering why dad's so busy. Correct. Convenience of that. So, so to answer your question, that's really where I'm at right now is what can I let go of say no to, because I got other people relying on me right now. And I do see that life, like I'm closing in on 40, like life is flying by and there's only, there's so much time with the relationships, you know, back to relationships, people in our life. I want to make sure I am investing in people and not into screens and technology. Yeah. And you know, we do that in our business life. We invest in our people, but sometimes we feel, we feel, we, we fail to forget that. I think I'm the first guilty of that. And I, I'll be the first to step forward, loyal listeners to say that, you know, um, I remember when I was growing up, Brandon, now this is me being in, not knowing the world, but I remember I was like in fifth, sixth, seventh. This is something I fought a lot of my life. I said to myself, if I could make $60,000 a year, and when I was 10 years old, that's what I said. If I could make $60,000 a year, I'm going to be okay, you know? And to be honest with you, what was really weird is, is until I was about 20, 21, 22, 23, I couldn't get over $60,000 a year. It's like I had set that for my limit, you know? But the thing that my, my, my point of it is, is that really, to be honest with you, if I had $60,000 a year and maybe my wife was making $60,000 a year, I'd probably be able to live pretty good. You know, but now that I feel as if I can make more than that, I try to make more than that. And we have to sometimes, as you say, realize like, what is happiness? Because right. at the end of the day, it sure as the heck ain't money. I always say this. This is one of the things I say. I always look towards the person on the deathbed, what they say. Right. And, and you can read those articles over and over again that basically say they always said there, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. Like everybody says that. And if they don't have any family, they'll say, I wish I would have spent more time with my friends. Right. You know, that, that that's what they'll say. And it's so funny that everybody says that. And we know that with conviction, but still we will try to place other things in its, in its place. So where's it's that really line? Really because obviously you, you have to have money in order to step away from work to spend time with friends and family. So that, that's it's true. Ask myself, where, where is that line? You know, there's a lot you can read about work-life balance and where, where I've come to is, you know, work-life balance isn't a 50, 50 split. It's being a hundred percent present. If I'm working, I'm going to work, you know, I'm gonna work hard, but we're going to play hard later. When I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. When I'm with my wife, I'm with my wife. When I'm with you know family, I'm with family, but when I'm with work, I'm working. And uh, being 100% present is really one of my goals. Well, that's good. And, that, and that's important. 100% present. And I'm working towards that every day. And I think that this COVID is helping that. I'm serious. Like, because like there's people now have so much time to be on social media. Like they're really running out of stories. They are. Like they really, they are really. And not only that, because there's so little happening in the world. There's, you know, uh, uh, LeBron's not scoring 80 points. Right. You know, all these things that are important to our society, nothing's happening. So like, it's kind of like I'm being serious. Once again, loyal listeners stepping up. My wife and I were playing Penta last night. We haven't played Penta in so long. We've got the board games out. I mean, it's like thinking to myself, I'm like, 
you know, there's a lot of good to what's going on right now. Now I say that right now, and I want to say that with sincerity. And I really do, because there's people out there who are sick, who are, who are battling, who are dealing with loss, um, who are dealing with a lot of pain right now. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, this is just a joyous time, but I, once again, in everything good, there's stuff that's bad and everything bad, there's stuff that's good. And I think we're trying to point that out right now, but when you agree that there's a unique opportunity for families right now who are spending so much time together. Absolutely. I am forced to spend 24 seven with my kids right now. Um, like I feel like an entrepreneur. I opened a school this week, Jason. Uh, we have, wow. yeah, yeah. got a, a homeschool going on and, but that is creating opportunity to one, invest in kids, help them learn, you know, looking through their curriculum where it's something about, you know, English language arts. I'm going to take that and I'm going to use that and help them apply it to business and life. The things that aren't taught in school. I know the opportunity to bring my world and their world together and teach and educate about, you know, how they can use this later on in life. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think everything is in balance. Yes, it's a tough season for our country, for our world. There is a lot of sickness and it's just terrible. Layoffs, the economic impact, but at the same time, opportunity for relationships to go to a deeper level so that the next time we go through a hell season, we all come out together. It really, really is. And we're learning so much. It's really crazy that this is an unprecedented crisis, but there's things that we're learning. For instance, I was listening to um, some uh, experts yesterday who were saying if this ever happens again, they won't take kids out of school. These are things that they're learning. Actually, they're finding out that when you keep the kids confined, then it's not driving mom and dad nuts and the kids are sleeping, are slipping out into their friends. Not only that, a lot of parents still have to work. Where are the kids going when they can't be watched at school? They're going to grandma and grandpa's, which is exactly where you should not be going. Yeah. And so there's a lot of these things that we're finding out, which is good. That's what we do as humans, right? And we learn, we learn from this stuff. So there's a lot of good stuff. So anyways, as this world starts to normalize, whether that's in two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, 10 weeks, I don't know necessarily what that is. But as world goes back on, you, um, you've probably canceled some, you're doing a lot of speaking out there. Um, you're talking with uh, associations, you're talking with other groups, are you staying inside the industry? Are you going outside the industry? And when you are, what are you talking about? What are you speaking and who are you speaking directly to? As, as of today, nothing has been canceled. Just my personal life and schedule has not, didn't allow for me to book anything through uh, March and April. But I am speaking inside the insurance industry and outside um, banks, business, sales conferences. And really, my message is one that just motivates, encourages, and, and challenges people to be the best version of themselves. There is so much negativity in this world today and in business. And if we can just learn to pivot just our mindset just a little bit, we can have exponential results. You know, over and over, I, I hear these stories of people who just, quit, fail, sit back and let life pass them by. And I think, you know, at, when you were a kid, Jason, you had this dream that someday you were going to be a policeman, a firefighter, a doctor, a Batman, Superman, a dinosaur. But then something happens when we get into our, our 20s, our 30s, our 40s. It's like those dreams turn into routines and we just sit back and let life pass us by. And why is that? Why, why were we born with a shout but end life with just a whisper? And I think there's several reasons. And that's what I love to speak about to, to audiences, to you know, sales conferences, to, to teams, to executive leadership. And I think oftentimes it's fear, fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of the risk. And so how do we, how do we overcome those? I don't know how we are for time, but just one quick story that 
resonates so well with me is Christopher Columbus, which I know his name now can be controversial in society. And we always have to give these disclaimers now when, when, when we speak. But Christopher Columbus, when he was crossing the Atlantic, he had three ships. The largest of his three ships was only 66 feet long. I mean, that's, that's a small boat in today's standards. Wow. And he is hit with sickness, disease. He's got three crews threatening mutiny, um, the crashing waves, the wind. I mean, just all odds against him. But yet, if you go ever go and, and read and look at Christopher Columbus's journal, each day he would go down into his room and he would, by candlelight, the end of his journal for the day, he would pen the words, this day we sailed westward. And Christopher Columbus is one of those guys that no matter what hit him that day, whatever threat of mutiny, storm, water come in the boat, he knew he was one step closer to his goal. This day we sailed westward. And so I want to encourage business leaders, business owners, producers, every day sail westward. You're going to get hit with a lot of negativity, negativity daily. But if at the end of the day you can lay your head down on your pillow and know that, hey, this day we sailed westward, you're one step closer to that goal. But I think we in life, you know, the old poem, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. We've lost that in today's society. If, if at first you don't succeed, quit is what we're right. saying. And, and I want to be the type of person that if at first I do succeed, I need to try something harder. Um, because it's those failures. It's those hard times. It's those difficulties are what gonna, is what is going to propel us uh, to become something bigger than we are on our own. And I think that there's a lot of noise out there. So sometimes it's hard to be heard or to be seen or to be able to think that we're making an effective uh, to, to we're making change in somebody's life. But really, truthfully, um, there used to be so little. I don't know how to say this if this comes out right. Like back in the day, let's say 40, 50, 60 years ago, you know, everybody got their news from one or two sources. They got their radio from one or two sources. Everything, everybody got everything in a similar um, fashion. And so if you were outside the norm, it was like, well, that won't work or you got to do it this way. And today we have so many different options with so much technology and so many different types of businesses that, that are successful so many different types of ways. I think it's okay um, for us to be able to say that we may be able to do this differently and effectively because here's what I have kind of noticed. I don't want to say this is 100%, Brandon, but it seems like in today's world, we have so many options that sometimes you can almost do the something not the right way, not unethical or legal. I'm just talking about like you wouldn't do something the way it's always been done. And you can be successful as long as you're consistent at it. You can almost do the wrong thing and make it right just by being consistent at it. It's one of those things that I have learned as a business owner that, I mean, the one of the, I will just say this, I believe this podcast is successful, not because Jason Cass, not because Brandon Smith is on it, not because of anything other than I just consistently interview people. I just consistently put the podcast out and people consistently know it's going to come. doesn't mean it's the best out there. I actually think there's better podcasts out there. It's just one of the differences between them and uh, what we do is they're not consistent. And I really, truly believe that being consistent can, can take you a lot of places and keep help, keep you sailing westward. Am I right? Absolutely. Huh? Thoughts? I agree 100%. You know, I, you know, I think social media, you, if you're just consistent in your posts, just over and over, it'll mm -hmm. start something with somebody and it, all of a sudden one day, the growth, the following, the somebody reaches out to you because they know you have an answer for their problem. But I, I think we become what we want to be by consistently being what we want to become. And I think you said, it I think, I think you have one of the best podcasts in industry, but I think it's because 
you're consistent over and over. The, the, the guests you bring on, it's, it's routine. And for you, it may feel very routine and mundane, but I know that there's a following and it's growing and it's bringing on those, those guests you talked about earlier. Yeah, and I think anybody can do that in their insurance, right? It's, well, I was told that by my agency owner that this is the way that we do business and this is the way I'm going to do it when I have my own thing. I, I say a lot of times for this podcast, my, my job is to help you think and question that. That might be the way, right way. I'm not saying it's not. But I, want, I don't want us to just immediately say, okay, that's the way it is because that's the way it was always done. Right. And also, it's not necessarily, even if it's something new, that it's like, hey, this agency started doing this and they're really successful at it. I've done a lot of things that other agents were successful at and our agency blew at it, right? And it was like, whoa. And then I'll be in some of these groups and, and these agents will say like, oh, well, hey, I didn't, this didn't work out for me. And I'm thinking to myself, well, heck, we do that. And it works very successful for us. But I think it's just the fact that we created a game plan and we consistently hit it. And I think consistency is is huge. Wrapping this up, Brandon, I mean, what are some of your thoughts? I mean, what are some of your ideas? Is there any way, anything you wanted to talk about in this podcast that we didn't talk about? I mean, we don't have to wrap it up yet, but uh, I want to make sure that uh, we're delivering high impact stuff to the loyal listeners always. So you got anything? Did you make any notes or anything? I have no idea. I, I didn't. I came in this just... Yeah, just to roll with you. Um, I I think one piece of encouragement I could leave listeners with is don't ever, don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. The comparison game is huge in this industry, in this space. And it doesn't matter what somebody else's book size is, how many employees they have, locations, years experience. Be true to who you are. If you want to be taken seriously, be consistent in whatever you're delivering, just over and over and over. Be real, re- be genuine, build relationships, and don't fall prey to comparing yourself to what Brandon Smith is doing, to what Jason Cass is doing, to what Jeff Roy is doing, to what Grant Botma is doing. Be you True. and uh, build relationships with those people. Um, reach out to me, reach out to Cass, reach out to any of the guys we've, we've talked about over the last 30 minutes. Build relationships, and those people will help you get to where you want to go. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. And what a great industry we are in, man. Our industry is so killer. I mean, just not even the way it's set up with just, you know, financial stability, flexible schedule, you know, all the things that we know about. Just not that. Just the fact of what you talked about, Brandon, the relationships, the agents that are out there who we all have the same story, right? We all came from a point of whether we were born into the industry or we came into the industry we all had a need, we all had a want, we all had a desire, we all tried to fulfill a role or some dream, as you were saying, that we had in our head. I think if your dream was to be an insurance agency owner at a young kid, you were probably pretty weird. But at the same time, you were probably had no idea how realistically dreaming you were, because this is the greatest industry God ever created. I say it over and over again. And even the things like we're doing with Neon, Brandon, and the way we're able to share data. I mean, we have businesses who are saying, the data I have, I will share with you, and the data you have, you share with me. Loyal listeners, I don't know if you know this, but this is, according to speaking with uh, 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 Mark McLean from IBM, the director of insurance, global insurance for IBM, he will tell me that he has had this conversation with many, many industries on sharing data, and they won't do it. 
he's trying to get the the um, insurance companies to share data behind the scenes so that they can actuarially be better, but they don't want us to give their secrets away. They are sharing claims data, but outside that they won't. So if whenever he heard that we were a bunch of agents who were just willing to share aid, to share our data, and there's a list of around 3,000 agents who have signed up to say, I want to be a part of this when it opens up, it's blowing his mind. It's not blowing my mind. It's not blowing my mind. That's just who this industry is, man. And we're really seeing it right now. And so, and it's people like you, Brandon, I'm serious about that. You keep doing what you're doing. I know you're still very heavily connected with um, IAOA, you, Grant, uh, Dave Jackson, and uh, and uh, Nicholas Ayers. I really, truthfully, that's not the one guy you shouldn't forget his name, but I did for a minute. Uh, but, but that's also the other reason why I wanted to bring you guys on and I brought Grant on was because um, and, and Dave as well, spaced you guys all out is I want people to get involved with you guys, whether it's through what you're doing, but also through IAOA coming to the events, being involved, connecting with people. I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, I didn't even know this person three years ago. I met them at IAOA. And now today, like, I don't know, they're, they're literally one of my best friends and they don't even live in the same state as me. And you gotta be proud, Brandon, that, that it was you guys who, took the reins and said, we're going to try this. And I think you guys started with like 34 people or something like that, or 27, yeah. something like that. Um, and so kudos to you guys on that, man. And kudos to you. Anything you want to say to, to wrap it up? Stay healthy. Keep checking your Robin Hood app. <laughs> <laughs> it is addicting, dude. I got to tell you, it is, it is very addicting and it's just fun because you yeah. don't really see it go down much. So yes. All right, man. I appreciate it, yeah. Brandon appreciate you uh hey for all you loyal listeners out there keep pumping i don't know when this podcast is coming out i just know that we're all coping with covid um and you know i like to use the word coping because i actually you know you loyal listeners you know me i like to look up stuff whenever i'm doing this cope coping actually means to deal effectively with something difficult or having the capacity to successfully deal with it so i think that that fits us really well for coping because that's what we're doing. We're successfully bonding together to deal with whatever we're in. And as Brandon says, because relationships are the most important thing. And I definitely agree with him. I've been Jason Cass. This has been Brandon Smith, real agents and still side real agencies giving you the real agency intelligence. And this has been Cass. That's, that's Smith. We're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com, check out what we do, because we do all those bad things that you can't do, really. And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good, or you don't even want to do them anymore, because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. 
That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.